Salam Salam from Boulder, Colorado. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from Thursday, the 9th of December 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. We begin the first edition of this weekly update with the conflict in the northern region of the country, which has raged on for over a year now. Around two weeks ago, the Prime Minister and Commander-in-Chief of the Federal Democratic Republic of Ethiopia, Dr. Abe Ahmed, notified the public that he'd be joining the military in the front lines aiming to put an end to the conflict with the Tigray People's Liberation Front. Shortly after he joined, it seemed like the Ethiopian National Defense Force has regenerated. For the first time after months of being on the front foot, the TPLF is losing ground in the Amhara region. On Monday the 6th of December, the Prime Minister broke the news that the Amhara and the Afar regions have been almost completely liberated from the TPLF, meaning that the ENDF has taken control of the pivotal towns, historical Desi and industrial hub Kambolcha. The Prime Minister congratulated all Ethiopians and said that the operation will continue. The Prime Minister returned from the front lines of his main office in Addis Ababa on the 8th of December. Upon his return, he made an announcement thanking everyone that took part in the campaign. He also said that the war is not over and that his campaign was only the end of the first chapter. A few hours after his return, he also made a remark on the absence of an African nation with a permanent seat in the United Nations Secretary Council, saying that decisions involving Africa cannot continue to be made without their participation. When asked by the BBC about how far the ENDF is willing to go, one of their top men, Lieutenant General Bacha Debele, said that they will continue as far as the Tigray region, in hopes of, in his own words, eliminating the enemy. And when asked about the possibility of dialogue, he responded, Peace negotiations are none of my business. When an order comes for us to stop fighting, we will. However, I cannot say that negotiations are needed. It's not my job. In related news, the airport of the city of Lalabella has been completely destroyed by the TPLF. Lalabella is known for its Rakhon churches that are registered by UNESCO as a World Heritage Site. The city is one of the biggest tourist destinations in Ethiopia, and fortunately, after supervision was carried out by the Ethiopian Heritage Study and Preservation Authority, no damage was suffered by the churches or the serving monks. A sigh of relief for the whole nation. The past week has also seen the decision of the Ministry of Education to close all secondary schools for a week for a campaign that has been deemed as a community service week. In this campaign, secondary school students and teachers alike across the country will harvest crops, donate blood, raise funds for the defense force, and help families of the soldiers. Severe backlash ensued because of how the BBC reported this news by using the headline, Ethiopia Closes Schools to Boost Civil War Effort. Belin Sayom, the press secretariat for the office of the prime minister, has denied the allegations of the BBC and explained how the decision to close schools by saying that it is an effort to ensue food security and attain a self-sufficient agricultural economy. She has also voiced a request for an apology from another media outlet, CNN. The American News Network had reported that the capital, Addis Ababa, was under siege a month ago. Speaking of Addis Ababa, different countries have different takes on the stability of the city. The United States, for example, has told the U.S. migrants that live in Addis Ababa to go back to the U.S. as the embassy claims that Ethiopia's instability is getting worse. On the other hand, countries like China and Russia have told their citizens to stay in Ethiopia and have called out allegations to the capital's instability as false information. Now we turn our attention to the aftermath of what's been unfolding. The Ethiopian Teachers Association has told local media outlets that more than 45,000 teachers in the northern parts have been out of jobs because of the war. 
the association's president, Dr. Johannes Benti, said that many teachers have handed in a request to be relocated to Addis Ababa in hopes of reemployment in the relatively peaceful capital. Dr. Benti says that the association is going for a solution together with the Ministry of Education and the Ministry of Finance. In the midst of all the troubling events in Ethiopia, there's also some great news, starting with the positive reaction of the diaspora community and the government's invitation to come back home for Ethiopian Christmas, which falls on the 7th of January. According to Belin Sayom, this call for the return of more than a million people was made in order to show solidarity and disprove the narrative that Ethiopia has become a war zone. Meanwhile, hotels in Addis Ababa have agreed to a 30% discount for the influx of diasporas that have accepted the invitation. The office has duly called the invitation the Great Ethiopian Homecoming Challenge, and the Addis Ababa Hotel Sector Association asked some 170 hotels to cooperate with a huge discount and a warm welcome, to which they have agreed. However, the hotels are not the only ones that are helping. The giant airline company, Ethiopian Airlines, has confirmed a 30% discount that runs from the 6th of December to the 20th of December for Nigerians coming back from Europe, North America, and other select locations. Just last week, the airport has awarded the Business Traveler magazine as the best airline in Africa. From airlines to airports now, where two Nigerians heading to Nigeria and one Brazilian heading to Dubai from Brazil have been found trafficking illegal drugs to Bol International Airport. The federal police said that the trio were caught red-handed. The Brazilian had 17 kilograms of cocaine in her luggage, and two Nigerians had 1,650 grams inside their body after swallowing it. Police requested an x-ray examination after their movement invited suspicion among officials. Further investigations are being made. On other news, the Ethiopian and Kuwaiti finance ministers have discussed a possibility of economic collaboration. The Ethiopian finance minister Ahmed Sheed and the Kuwaiti counterpart Khalifa Musad Hamada have said that they've shared a productive dialogue about working together in the trade and investment sectors. We top off this week's update with some more good news. Wanshi Lake, located 155 kilometers to the west of Addis in the Amoria region, has been named one of the best tourism villages in the world by the United Nations World Tourism Organization. The lake was named one of the best villages during the 24th General Assembly of the organization held in Madrid, Spain. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show and your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Argentina. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Ciao.